T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This version of this song is way better than the original one, by the way. I'll throw that out there. But then again, I'm just a synthwave nerd. Final hour of Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Brayton Wilson here with you. Thanks again for joining us on this fine holiday edition of Sports Talk Saturday. Uh, Zach Jones is producing today's show. Coming up after we talk with Marty Baron, we'll have some fun in the final half hour of the show. We'll we'll, uh, we'll power rank something Christmas. I think we're going to do power ranking Christmas movies, but um, we'll, we'll definitely have some fun with that. Right now, though, we're going to go to the Western Hotline, and we're going to chat with Martin Biron, the hockey media mogul, joining us right now here on WGR. Marty, it's great to get a chance to speak with you once again. Hope you and your family are doing well this holiday season. Yeah, same to you. We're doing great. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to, uh, you know, just hopefully things keep going and games keep happening and everybody stays safe and healthy. But uh, a little bit of a, well, call it a speed bump, but there's uh, definitely, uh, you know, every day you wake up and you look at your phone to see if anybody else has been placed on the COVID-19 list and, it's been uh, it's been tricky lately. Yeah, I know. And, and looking today, there's been more players that have been on the on the COVID list, especially in like Detroit. I think they had like three or four players go on there. Plus, they had Jeff Blashill on the COVID list, and you know it, it is an ever you know it is developing every single minute. It seems with different sort of situations with COVID and the uncertainty of what's going to happen here. But Marty, it certainly seems like as the days go on and as time continues to get closer to the Olympics. It's going to be really tough seeing these players be willing to go over to Beijing with the uh, with the quarantine um, measures that they have over there as well. Whereas if you test positive, you're likely spending more than a month over there in in, in quarantine. Yeah, so I, I guess uh, you know the, the the playbook from the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, um, it it states that listen, if you test positive, obviously your competition is over. You're not coming back to the Olympics. But you have, if, you're, if you have symptoms, you have to go to a Beijing hospital, and you won't be released from the hospital until your temperature is uh, back to normal and your respiratory system are minimal. Then from that point on, you're moved to a facility that you are going to be in a room in isolation, just the same as with the asymptomatic people. Um, you're supposed to be there until you have two negative tests, and you're going to get tested every day. But who knows what the Chinese government could add on to that. This is just the IOC playbook. Uh, and with 
the boycott of, you know, the Americans, the, the Canadian government and all that, that means there wouldn't be anybody really in China being able to help those people. Uh, and I talk mostly about the Americans and Canadians uh, going, but so it becomes very tricky. I, I don't see how that's going to happen uh, for the NHL players to go to the Olympics. Although there's more and more rumors now that, you know, the Russians are saying, look, we, we won't have any NHL games and they can't tell us that we are not allowed to go. It's on our own. Maybe they put a, uh, a financial uh, penalties if you test positive and you miss two, three weeks of the season while well, you're not getting paid. But I think some players and, and mostly uh, the Russians that have, have spoken out would be willing to do it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and and um, looking at the updated list on of players in the uh, COVID-19 protocols for the NHL, 89 players are now in COVID protocols. And that also includes 35 staffers. So certainly the, the the rising number of people in the COVID protocols is concerning, which then leads to, okay, teams are on pause. Colorado's on pause, which, you know, they were supposed to be in Buffalo on Wednesday to play. That game's now postponed. You have teams like uh, Calgary that's still in uh, on pause because of their situation. And Florida's now on pause. And the Bruins are likely going to go on pause, even though nothing's been officially made yet. But certainly now we're getting into a, a field where, okay, now when are we going to have games being paused? And if a season's going to be paused, where do you think this plays out? Would you see the NHL maybe just... I know they don't want to put press pause on the entire season, but would they maybe say, hey, let's take at least two weeks off, three weeks off, let's have everything play out, and then let's get back to action so we're not getting so far behind? No, I really don't see that happening, Brayton. Uh, you know, most importantly, one, they're going to take it team by team uh, and kind of see what's happening. You're right. Like, there's three teams already in COVID protocol, pause until Christmas. Boston's most likely going to enter that. Uh, Vancouver has added Tyler Myers on their COVID protocol list today. So they're going to see. That's number one. Uh, number two, they're going to uh, monitor the symptoms. Because we know last year the Vancouver Canucks were sick. Like when I say sick, they were players at the hospital. Players were getting IV at their house. It was really, really bad. So the league is going to monitor how is this new variant or these new positive cases uh, affecting the health of the players. And how is that going to, you know, be able to set the plan moving forward? So that's one thing. And, and two is that they also have adjusted their, their, uh, uh, their protocols with the, with the NHL. I read this morning that uh, travel has been kind of, uh, uh, you know, maybe they didn't follow protocols the way they were supposed to, where uh, charter companies were complaining that, team members and players were not all wearing masks in the charters. And so now you're putting really a, a tighter cap on the, on the protocols and, you know, what players are allowed to do and not allowed to do. So I think that's the steps that they want to take. Um, and also they don't want to lose revenue. And, and unfortunately the other night there was no fans in Montreal. Um, I think that was a little bit, and I, and I know I'm speaking from the outside here. I thought that was a little bit of a panic move. You, you hear Ontario is going to go down to 50%, but yep. they gave two, three days notice, at least for the Leafs and the Raptors and the Senators, to be able to go ahead and, and formulate a plan. Uh, I think this is going to happen in Vancouver as well. So, you know, you don't want to lose 
revenues. And, and that's weird to say. Darren Dreger said, you know, that's a weird thing to say, but the NHL is, is proud that, oh, we're back to over $5 billion revenue. This is obviously going to affect that. Marty Baron joining us here on the Western Hotline here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Uh, Marty, let's let's hop into some Sabres talk, shall we? Um, last night was uh, not exactly the Sabres' best performance. However, they were coming into Pittsburgh after just playing the Wild the night before. Time zone changed. The guys were looking tired on the ice. However, they still find a way to come away with a point and earn five points out of six uh, potential points in this three-game road trip. Uh Sabres are fun again. It seems like they are not only playing extremely well, but having fun while doing so. Well, it's, it seems like it's always somebody different every game, although the goaltending the last six games have been really good. Five by Uko Pekalukunen, one by Malcolm Subban. So it gives everybody the confidence that, you know what, like we can make mistakes, uh, but that's not going to mean that the red light is going to go on and everybody's going to be looking at the replays and say, oh, look, Dallin made a mistake. Oh, look, Thompson made a mistake. Oh, look. You know, uh, Colin Miller made a mistake, so um, it helps. It definitely helps with the confidence. Uh, like I said, goaltending's been great. Uh, last night, I thought John Hayden, Jankowski, uh, Jurgensen, that line was good. That's actually the only line that uh, Don Granado kept together in the second half of the game because um, he felt that there wasn't a lot of energy uh, with the forwards, but he kept that line together. Um, I really like... Uh, still what I see out of Dylan Cousins and, you know, what I see out of Tate Thompson. I, I, I want a little bit more out of Victor Olofsson, but I still don't know if he's 100%. He, he's been shooting the puck better the last couple of days, but uh, it, it, it seems like he's hesitating to shoot and he's not picking the spots the same way that we've seen. There was an example last night in the first period on the power play. He came down the left flank. Tristan Jari was really deep and already in a compromised position, and Victor hit him right in the chest, right? I'm like, there's so much room to pick a corner, and Victor wasn't able to do it. So I don't know that he's 100% because he's not scoring and he's not shooting the same way, but he's still producing and getting points, so that's good. So, yes, there's a lot of positive. Casey Fitzgerald last night, uh, you know, gets an assist, gets in a fight. So, yeah, they're fun to watch. Uh, there's a lot of promise moving forward, and Alex Tuck is going to come back now. Yeah, you know any game, so uh, yeah, this is going to be even more fun to see what Alex Tuck can do. Uh, it's just feel bad for Casey Millstadt, who's not going to be around for a little while. But uh, if we had, you know, Middlestadt and Cousins and Thompson and Olafson and Tuck and Skinner and Aslan and you know Oposo, like I think this would be a good look into what the team could be moving forward. Uh, with a core group of young guys. Marty, this is, I mean, you played goaltender in the NHL for, for quite some time, and the Sabres have an interesting goaltending situation right now because last night, I mean, Malcolm Subban stood on his head. He was he was just about one of the only reasons the Sabres were able to come away with a point in the game. I, and I told Paul Hamilton this last hour, in that game, I never really felt the Sabres were out of it. And it seemed like, you know, that they were just bound to get a bounce go their way and tie the game and, and force overtime, which happened. But certainly with the way Malcolm Subban played last night and with the way that Uko Pekalukunen has been playing in the, in the five-game stretch that he had, they've got an interesting situation when Dustin Tokarski is ready to come back. How would you play it out if you were Kevin Adams and with that situation, would you keep Lukanen here? Would you send him back? Because to me, 
it's almost impossible to send him back at this point because the way that the team has played in front of him, they seem invigorated. They seem confident in their play. And I, I don't necessarily know if I want to, uh, to toy with that at all. Yeah, it's going to be a, 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 a weird mix of what's best for the team winning-wise and what's best for Ukopeka Lukanen's development. So I do believe that Lukanen should stay here a lot longer uh, until he shows that maybe his, his game has dropped off. Uh, so I would keep him here right now. The way that he's played in five games has been really, really uh, encouraging, and I would keep him here. Uh, the same with Malcolm Subban. Uh, you know what? His first game, uh, come on, it's his first NHL game in a while. He hadn't played a lot this year. He got hurt. Now he got a lot of practice time. He was able to get back up to speed, looked really good in the game last night. So, yes, I would, I would give uh, Lukanen, I would give Subban a few more starts. Uh, if you want to send Tukarski down to the minors, you can do it. I don't think that anybody's going to pick up Dustin Tukarski on waivers. Uh, you could send Subban to the minors now without having to clear waivers, but there's only a couple more weeks of that. And then after that, he'd have to clear waivers, which I don't think he gets picked up. And Lukanen can go down to Rochester. So to me, it's all about, okay, you want to win games because you want to help your team develop and, and learn to win and, and learn to get better. So who gives you that, that chance right now? I think it's Lukanen and Subban. And second, well, how is that affecting Lukanen's development? If he's playing well in Buffalo, he's getting better. That is so uh, you know big for his development himself. But at some point, you know, he will end up back in Rochester. Why? Because he needs to be able to finish the season in Rochester, play all these meaningful games at the end of the season, and play playoff hockey. And, and Rochester, in my opinion, is going to be a playoff team. And, uh, and they've got a good thing going on down there. So, so that's how you handle things. So I would say give Lukanen at least an extra couple of weeks and then readjust. But by the end of January, he's down in Rochester. Why? Because with the pause, uh, he'll play instead of just sitting at home in February. Marty, I want to ask you, because we've, we've talked about just, you know, over the past few games, we've seen some impressive play from certain players. We've seen guys putting up production, getting shots on goal, get good quality chances on goal. But, you know, through the first 30 games of the season, I think, I, I, at least in my opinion, I think the Sabres have played better than maybe I had anticipated going into the season. They're, you know, they're six points out of a, uh, the fourth spot in the Atlantic division behind Detroit. But who in your mind has stood out to you the most in the first 30 games of the season for the Sabres with their play, with the way they've contributed? Who, who in your mind has stood out the most? I think there's a couple right off the top of my head. Sage Thompson, the fact that he was moved to center, his production, his ability to score, his ability to, to, to play confident hockey with the puck in tight areas in the defensive zone and in the offensive zone has been really good. And the other one is Caloposo. I mean, literally, like everybody the last few years has been saying, like, oh, my gosh, like, number one, Caloposo's health uh, has been kind of scary. And two, like, He's not fast anymore. He can't play at the NHL level anymore. He's a fourth-line guy. Well, we just had, was it a couple of nights ago, I think it was in Minnesota, where the fastest player in the first period, because we get those, those uh, NHL player tracking data, was Kyle Oposo in the first period. He was the fastest player on the ice 
recording speed. It was like over close to 23 miles an hour. And I'm like, wow, like it just shows you that number one, Caliposo is healthy. And two, that he changed the way he trained in the summer, that he approached this season with, you know, with, with serious training and, and serious desire to be a, a big part of, uh, of the development of the Sabres. So I think Sage Thompson has surprised me, yes, but I'm very happy to see Caliposo in the way that he's playing. And not only that, but also in terms of the NHL roster and how well they've actually been able to contribute, things have been going really well in Rochester, too. I mean, despite Jack Quinn recently contracting mono and him going to be out likely past Christmas, but, um, you know, with some of the other players like uh, J.J. Paterka has really produced well. Peyton Krebs continues to play well and develop well um, down in Rochester. And we're starting to see, you know, some of the defensemen even contributing more uh, in terms of, like, Matias Samuelson being healthy and being a key player there. Um, Oscar Laxanen continuing to develop and, and be an offensive producer. But certainly with, with things playing out the way they are, both at the AHL and NHL level, this may be the more most more op, uh, this may be the most op, uh, optimistic that I'm seeing this team uh, looking at things since maybe when we thought that everything was turning when Dan Bilesma came in and Jack Eichel was in his first or second season in Buffalo. Yeah, well, when you look at the group of forwards that you could move forward with, and no pun intended here, <laughs> uh, you have you have Thompson, you have Olafson, you have Skinner, you have Cousins, uh, you have Middlestat. Uh, you have Alex Stock, you add that to Krebs, Quinn, Paterka, uh, that gives you like a pretty solid top nine. Now, I know that not everybody is going to pan out to be, uh, you know, a at the top of their potential. But right now, if we look ahead uh, in a year, in two years from now, I think you're pretty set up front. And on defense, you know, I really like what Dowling has done. And I could have added him to the Oposo and the Tate Thompson list just because he had a few tough go early in the season and he was frustrated, uh, but he really worked hard at it. And you can see now the confidence that he has with the puck. So add po- power coming in, add, uh, you know, Darlene, Yoki Aryu's playing well. Uh, there is a lot of uh, good pieces moving forward. The one piece, though, that we still are going to keep as a question mark is goaltending. And I'm not saying that Lukanen is answering all these questions right now, but it's at least a positive. And with Portillo and Levi playing really well in the college group, uh, you know, in the college right now, and the word is is that Levi could possibly turn pro next year. Uh, so you're thinking you're just a, a couple of years away from having a really solid roster uh, with experience and exactly in the in the age group that you would want your roster to be. All right, Marty. Well. I uh, I definitely wish you and your family a uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year as well. Happy Boxing Day, by the way, too, as well. Uh, and I guess I'll wish you best of luck at the World Junior Championship with whoever you're rooting for. Are you rooting for Canada, U.S.? Uh, where are your allies with that? Well, I have my dual citizenship, right? Right, So I could yeah. pick one or pick the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did win two gold medals uh, with Team Canada at the World Juniors in 1997, uh, with Team Canada, and then at the World Championship in 03. Mm-hmm. So I have to stick with Team Canada, and I, I think they are going to be really hard to beat. I can't wait to see Shane Wright play over there and also Connor Bedard, who's just 16 years mm-hmm. old, but I think he's going to have a huge impact for Team Canada. Team USA is really good as well. I just don't know that goaltending for Team USA 
is going to be on par with the rest of the tournament. Yeah, and don't forget, Owen Power is also going to be playing for, for Team Canada as well. So at least there's some uh, some Sabres interest in terms of the World Juniors with uh, with not only Owen Power, but also I think Isaac Rosen is going to be playing with yeah. Team Sweden. So uh, And Nikita... Yeah, a couple more too. Yeah. If you, uh, I have to go back to Chris Baker's tweet, <laughs> uh, but there's a couple of, of them. One, I think, with the Czech uh, Republic, uh, so yeah, there's a there's four Sabres prospect I believe in the tournament. Yeah, I think uh, Nikita Novikov from Russia is going to play with them. He was Buffalo's sixth round pick, and if I'm correct with the player from the Czech Republic, would that be Jacob Konechny? I, yeah, you're right. I have to go back and check Chris Baker's Twitter feed and and see who exactly <laughs> is is going to be over there. But Marty, um, again, thanks again for taking the time on this Saturday. Happy holidays to you. Absolutely, and to everyone, stay safe and go Bills tomorrow. Let's get it going. Absolutely. Marty Biron joining us on the Western Hotline here on WGR. And uh, while we were chatting with Marty, before we go to break and and Zach and I get to our uh, Christmas movie power ranking, the Panthers um, did have a roster move that they just announced, and it's not necessarily good. Uh, They had Derek Brown placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. Uh, I believe Derek Brown is, um, if I remember looking back at the Panthers roster, uh, one of their defensive players, yeah, defensive tackle, Derek Brown. He joins Matt Barkley and Christian McCaffrey on their reserve COVID-19 list. So. Something, I guess, to pay attention to in terms of maybe a little bit of concern in terms of going up against a team that is dealing with maybe a, a COVID situation, but it's one player and, you know, Matt Barkley was added there yesterday too. Something to to keep an eye on um, for sure. But, I mean, again, with everything with COVID outbreaks happening and the concern levels there, yeah, I, I just – I think this is just going to become – part of the norm in terms of seeing players get on there and seeing players end up on the COVID list and just going to have to deal with it and move on. Every team's going to have to deal with it. And it's just about fighting, finding ways to fight through and, and continuing to go about your season and fighting through. 803-0551-888-552-550. Zach and I are going to have some fun coming back. We're going to power rank some Christmas movies. Zach, I think we should, we can incorporate like, um, like old Christmas shows too that I guess are some considered movies like Frosty to Snowman like the original Frosty is considered a movie a Christmas movie because I'm like looking up lists of like Christmas movies to like kind of jog my memory and that's considered a Christmas movie even though I'm not entirely sure it's necessarily a Christmas movie but we'll incorporate it we'll go with that uh Sports Talk Saturday, rolling along one one last half hour to go here Brayton Wilson filling in for Nate Gary this week on WGR Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Before Zach. Microphone's running away from me here. Before we get to our uh, power rankings, I do want to run down the NFL schedule for you because, of course, there have been things that are uh, ever so changing in the NFL and the NHL. But uh, for the NFL, at least, one game tonight, originally supposed to be two, but now just one. Colts and Patriots at 815 in Indianapolis. Again, I'm almost rooting for the Patriots because uh, at this point, I really could care less about the the division. Just get into the playoffs and go from there. Um, that's just my stance. I know some people are going to say that, oh, well, I, I never want the Patriots to win. I could care less. If the Patriots win, cool. The Colts win, cool. I don't care. I'd, rather, I'd probably rather have the Patriots because I'd rather not be fighting the Colts for a, a playoff spot in the end. Uh, Cardinals-Lions, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Here are the, here's the rundown of the 1 o'clock games. Cardinals-Lions. Jets, Dolphins, Cowboys, Giants, Titans, Steelers. That one seems like it's going to be a decent one. Uh, If you want a stinker, a tank bowl, it's the Texans and Jaguars. Probably likely playing for the number one pick there. 4.05, we have Bengals, Broncos. Not a bad matchup. Falcons, 49ers. Uh, 4.25, Packers, Ravens. And then on Sunday Night Football, Saints, Buccaneers. Monday night. Two games on the docket. We will see the Raiders playing the Browns at 5. That's one of the games that was supposed to be this afternoon. Got moved back due to COVID protocols because of the Browns and their current outbreak. Uh, They had one player come off the COVID list today, but then they added another player on. So, you know, one in, one out. Uh, Monday night, you'll have the Vikings and Bears playing at 8.15. And then we'll get the return of Tuesday football as two games at 7 o'clock, Rams playing the Seahawks. The Seahawks dealing with COVID right now, as are the Rams. I mean, 
the Rams are worse than the Seahawks. And then Washington, who's really dealing with COVID, takes on the Eagles at 7 o'clock on Tuesday. So there's your rundown of the NFL schedule for Week 15. That's, of course, adding in the Bills playing the Panthers at 1 o'clock at Highmark Stadium. And, of course, we'll have live coverage of that on WGR starting tomorrow morning at 7 with Breakfast with the Bills. All right, Zach, let's keep that Christmas music rolling along here because we're going to power rank right now our top five Christmas movies of all time. I know that everybody has their own list, and I'm sure people are going to say, oh, well, you know, uh, It's a Wonderful Life is number one because it's a Christmas classic, so on and so forth. Uh, I haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life probably since I was seven or eight. So um, I'm I'm looking at movies that, like, every year is almost like, hey, we've got to watch this movie, my wife and I. We've got to watch this, or we got to watch that. That's that's the reasoning for this list. So we're coming up with a, with our top five. Let's start at number five. Zach? I'll let you go first. What's your number fifth? Uh, what's your fifth ranked Christmas movie of all time? I was kind of rotating this list around, coming out of the break, and and, and when you guys were talking with Marty Baron, mm-hmm. and, and I've settled on this one. I I have not watched it yet. I watched the second one two days ago, but it's the Santa Claus with uh with Tim Allen. Okay, I th- like that movie. Just to me, screams like. Late nineties, yep. terrible father, works too much, <laughs> understand like it's early Hallmark stuff, and yeah. I love it to death. Uh, the Santa Claus is good, like legitimately. Two, th- I think there's even a fourth one. I'm, I could be wrong about that, but the second and third one don't even bother. You don't need it. Like they did not need to add on more movies to that. You stick with the original, you watch the original, and forget about the other two. Don't even bother watching the other two. If you're watching the Santa Claus, great. I I did debate the Santa Claus as part of my list. I kept it out. Number five for me is the uh, the old time classic Santa Claus is coming to town. That's one of those every year that I that and like. Here's a little insight. I turned thirty on Monday. My birthday is coming up Monday, so every year like Christmas was always huge to me because it's like it's right around my birthday, and you know. Um, Every year they'd have like the the old time specials or the other specials that would play on TV. And this was always one of them that I would find on TV and it was great. I always enjoyed watching Santa Claus is coming to town. My wife and I watch it every year. But what's funny is every year we will like trash talk this movie because it's like if you are watching this movie and you did not take acid before watching it, you are literally watching an acid trip of a movie. It's great though. It is a it is a holiday classic. I love it. It it you know, personally, I do. So that's my number five. I'll start with number four here on the list. And this one was tough for me because, like, I think Home Alone 2 is better than Home Alone 1. That's my personal stance. I laugh more at Home Alone 2 than I do at Home Alone 1. But, like, every year, if you had to watch one of the two, it has to be the original Home Alone. So I have the original Home Alone at number four for me, even though I think Home Alone 2 is funnier and I think like the, you know, it's personally better, like in terms of like power ranking the Christmas movies and like the best ones, I think like Home Alone is a classic and you have to watch the original Home Alone, if anything, other than Home Alone 2. But I I still think Home Alone 2 is better than the original Home Alone. I debated putting home alone on my list it, it like and it was taken off for this movie i don't feel bad about it especially with the new series that came out mm-hmm. that's gross so i feel even less 
Yeah, you know, right. It's the I same, don't feel like a bad person. It's the doing same this. as Santa Claus. Home Alone one and Home Alone two are the classics. Do not l- watch Home Alone three, even though Scarlett Johansson is in Home Alone three. Uh, Home Alone four is not. You know, it's not. And then the new holiday or the new series on Disney Plus. I'm not even going to pay attention travesty. To that. Travesty. Well, that's a shame. But we were talking about this during the break. We're going to debate this. It's a Nightmare Before Christmas. See, for me, that's a Halloween movie. Doesn't count. I think it transcends both holidays. It's got a nightmare, so it's Halloween. Sure. It's got, it's got the Halloween bop, the sure. opening, like this is Halloween. Great. And then before Christmas. Right. And, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like bash you for this because you see it as a Christmas movie, I see it as a Halloween movie. I watch it at Halloween every year because it's Halloween. I don't watch it at Christmas because I think it's a Halloween movie. That's just the way I see it. Some people will see it, oh, that's more of a Christmas movie, like watch it at Christmas. No, like I'm watching it at Halloween. That's that's Halloween to me. I watch it for both. You got to hit it I during Halloween, and then you got to hit it at Christmas. I just it has, it has different messages. It's fantastic. I mean, again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slam you for it, but you know, it is what it is. Um, real quick before we get to uh, before we get to the countdown continuing on, um, there's reports that potentially the uh, the Leafs Canucks game tonight is going to be postponed after Tyler Myers was placed on the COVID list. And it seems like Nashville will be joining Boston uh, in terms of potentially getting shut down through Christmas. So interesting to see how things play out in the NHL. I think this is just going to be common. We're going to we're going to continue to see this happening with uh, with teams around the league. And, and hopefully, you know, for the Sabres, it doesn't happen, but we'll see. All right. Moving along with our list here. Number three, Zach, I'll let you go ahead for number three in terms of, of your power ranking. I think this one will make uh, Nate Geary pretty proud. It's Elf. Okay. We were talking about it, uh, mm-hmm. I think, two weeks ago with Howard when uh, when Jeremy was off, and Nate died by Elf. And I, and I rewatched it after he said that, and it is actually one of the funniest movies you will watch. It is hysterical I every time. I love Elf. I love Elf. I, I watch it every year. I try to make the attempt to watch it every year. I remember when Elf came out. I don't remember if I went to the movie theater to see it, but I, I, but I mean, like, it was one of those, like, you have to watch it, it like with the way that it was reaction. I I will make this debate about Elf. Elf is the last great Christmas movie that has been made. Absolutely, I Period. I fully agree with that. I, anything that's come out since like then, yeah. anything that's come out since then has not lived up to the expectation of Elf. Elf is the last Christmas movie that has come out that has been a hit. That is a classic. That nothing can compare to Elf. It's the last one, and until the next one comes about. I will make this argument, on, and I will stand on the hill and die on the hill of Elf is the last great Christmas movie that came out. That's not number three on my list. Elf is coming, though. Number three on my list, going back to number five with Santa Claus coming to town, The Year Without a Santa Claus is number three for me. That is the best, like, old-time Christmas movie special, however you want to classify it, but I'm uh, we're including those sort of things on this list. Year Without a Santa Claus, for me, is... Uh, is the best one from like the old time like claymation sort of like animation in terms of like those kind of specials and this one for me especially like when when I was growing up and watching this one appeared on my birthday every single year the year without a santa claus so it was kind of like one of those like hey checking the guide on the cable or whatever oh yes year without a santa claus is on my birthday again let's go 
So yeah, you're without Santa Claus, number three for me. I don't make fun of that one as much as I do uh, Santa Claus is coming to town because you're not so much on an acid trip with that one. But um, Just a little bit, just a tiny just, bit. Just a touch, just a touch. You, you'll get a little bit of a feeling like that. Number two on the list of power rankings for Christmas movies here between Zach and myself. And you're more than welcome to like chime in at any point, Twitter, text. Uh, criticize us, agree with us, whatever. Elf is number two for me on this list. Elf is number two. Uh, again, last great Christmas classic movie to come out over the years. Uh, I just love Elf. I can watch it all day, every day. It's just, you come back every time and you could quote the movie and it never gets tired for me. So Elf is number two. For me, um, Number one, number two can flip. I mean, like, depending on my mood, they can flip. Okay. But right now, number two is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm. We we listened for the last two days. The main title open because yes. it's spectacular. It's yes. fantastic. Uh, yes. Not controversial opinion. This should just be a fact. Clark Griswold is a comedy icon. Yes. As a character. He's yes. phenomenal. And I, I just watched this movie uh, <laughs> two, three days ago with my right. dad. And it is hysterical. I think just the opening of them trying to get the tree, bringing it home, yep. it opens up in the house, the lights. It's a classic movie. Everyone kind of knows a scene from it, and everyone like will like casually be like, "Isn't that a movie like Julie Louise Dreyfus is in it, isn't she?" And like, it, like everyone knows the movie, even if you're not necessarily age appropriate to see it. And it's just it's it's a fantastic comedy. It's an even better Christmas movie, and I just I love that one to death. Uh, we'll we'll hold off number one until after the break when we come back. But before we go to break, some more sports news. This is not COVID-related, so um, good news there. Uh, the New York Mets have announced, or Stephen Cohen, who is the owner of the Mets, uh, he has announced that Buck Showalter is the new manager of the New York Mets. Congratulations, Howard Simon, on that. Not sure if he's happy or distraught. I don't know, but... Buck Showalter, back in the back in the show. He's now the manager of the New York Mets. Number one of our uh, Christmas pow- Christmas movie power rankings coming up next here. Uh, Sports Talk Saturday, one segment to go on WGR. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Santa Claus. See, I don't understand why Howard does not like this song. I don't understand why Howard Simon gave me so much flack for this song. 
Uh, this this will get you up in the morning. Like you play this on Christmas morning, the kids and the parents are getting out of bed at like two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and and they're not getting up just like oh it's it's Christmas. They're getting a look like oh my god my ears. Uh, li- little Timmy's gonna lose his mind. He's jumping up on the bed going like mom dad get they, up. They hear they hear that drop of Santa Claus right off the bat. And they're like oh my god. But then they're just like oh yeah it's Christmas let's get excited. Um uh, yeah. All right, Zach and I got to finish up our power rankings here in the final uh, final minute or two of the show. A uh, couple of people responding via text and Twitter. A uh, couple of people have said, wow, going the wrong way with this one. Bad Santa should be number one. Two different texters texted in Bad Santa should be number one. I've never seen Bad Santa. Is that I can, a bad I can under- thing? I can understand the texts. I, I understand where they're coming from. Is that a bad thing that we that I've never seen Bad Santa? Yes, you need to do it tonight. See, I don't really necessarily have the time to do it tonight. Um, yeah, so. All right. Uh, we got to wrap up the uh, the talk of Power Ranking Christmas movies because um, Niagara Basketball is coming up next here. Uh, Pat Malacaro will be uh, on the call. Or actually, uh, Todd Callen will have the call. Pat tweeted out that, you know, he's there. Pat Malacaro's there. So, uh, number one Christmas movie. Zach, I'll let you go first in terms of Power Ranking Christmas movies here. For me, it's it's Jim Carrey's The Grinch. It's got to be. I loved it really? since I was a little kid. Even when I was a little kid, I had mm. a crush on Cindy Lou Who. That mm. crush did not go away as I got older with, and, and you know watching her and her career. So it's it's got to be Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Uh, not even the best Chris, Grinch Christmas. Dr. Seuss's The Grinch is the best one of that. And number one for me is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It is just the perfect encapsulation of how chaotic family Christmases can be. Granted, some family Christmases are bigger than others, and they they operate differently. But like, I think what they did in that movie perfectly captures how absolutely chaotic family Christmases are, can be. And yes, it's blown over the top. It's egregiously funny, but I think it's the best Christmas movie that there is. And um. Fight me and, and see what happens if you don't think that Christmas uh, Christmas Vacation is the best Christmas movie of all time. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in, listening in to this edition of Sports Talk Saturday. Uh, in case I don't talk to you before the Christmas holiday, I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and even for that matter, a Happy New Year. Hope everybody does well this holiday season. Stay safe um, and, you know. Stay healthy as well. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. with Breakfast with the Bills, getting you ready for the Bills and Panthers here on WGR Sports Radio 550. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.